Hello, and welcome to Sports View with Simon Rivacaba. I'm your host, Simon Rivacaba. We're going to finally have our special guest uh, in a few minutes, Katie Tropp, uh, uh, Austin, Texas rapper, who is also a big sports fan and can talk sports with anybody. You're going to get her uh, in it, the introduction to her today, but I think uh, we're going to have her on a lot of future episodes and and maybe one day even have uh, kind of uh, our own podcast. I've known her for years. Uh, through fantasy sports and and her having uh, lived in Reno, uh, and it's crazy. All these years we've never actually met in person, but we just know each other and and sort of become kindred spirits. Uh, you know what you see is what you get, and, and what I like about her is after all these years, uh, she's 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 who she is. Uh, when you first met her from day one, uh, she hasn't wavered on on who she is and who she isn't. So. Um, so I think uh, you're going to enjoy her 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 take on uh, game one and and what to look for in the future, and what a game one it was. Uh, date great debut for Chris Paul. Uh, only him and Michael Jordan score have had 30 points and nine rebounds in their uh, championship debut. It's really taken over. Uh, unfortunately, yesterday's episode that had technical difficulties. I did give the my prediction of uh, Phoenix and six. I think it's a great storyline, though. Uh, these two smaller market teams. I don't know what the ratings are going to be overall, but uh, the storylines here with with uh, with Chris Paul, everything he's been through, uh, and then Monty Williams, what he's been through. You know, losing his wife and a few years back, and and you know his, his success, and then sudden departure from uh, from New Orleans. Uh, that really left uh, the fan base there a little bit shocked. And then now he's, you know, I think as fans of the Hornets, you know, slash Pelicans, you know, that organization franchise, we we, we root for for Chris Paul and Monty Williams. And then Drew, Drew Holiday is actually on the other side. Uh, and he was a big integral part of the uh, of the Pelicans. So, uh, but I, I think just as the series is going to go that way, I think I think Milwaukee's going to keep a game or two close enough to be able to edge it out uh, late and win a game or two. And that's why I predicted Phoenix in six. But overall, I mean, Phoenix Phoenix showed that they are the better team and, and they have some matchup nightmares uh, that they can expose against against Milwaukee. And I think no matter what switches they do and what they try, there's always going to be a mismatch or there's always going to be somebody open on the Phoenix end. But uh, I think it's going to be an exciting series. I'm, I'm excited about it. I don't care what market the team was. Uh, to see a team that can finally win a championship after so many years uh, with Phoenix n- never won one, but uh, they, and they haven't been in the championship since 1993. Milwaukee hasn't won since 1974 and hasn't, hasn't been in it. Uh, you know, the Lou Alcindor days. You know, it's really, uh, you know, it's good to see, and it actually gives hope whenever there's the parity parity in the league, <clears throat> and you know, you have you actually have a chance to uh, the opportunity to root for your team and have realistic goals of uh, that that they can go all the way is always ex- an exciting thing. So, so for the fan bases and the markets, and you see the enthusiasm of teams that aren't used to being in there. I mean, the crowds are going nuts. Even in Milwaukee, they they had a a uh, huge turnout outside of the arena and, and and indoors. I guess they had they had a capacity there. I think of nine thousand. Uh, so it, it's a great time, and it's going to be uh, game three. The atmosphere in Milwaukee is going to be 
electrifying and in, in Phoenix, uh, they're going to continue to be uh, as enthusiastic. So it's a great thing to see in the, in the games. Uh, we're competitive enough, but I don't really think as close as it got. Uh, and it was kind of a, a tight game within 10 points most of the game. I, I just never felt like uh, Phoenix. I, I just felt like Phoenix was going to pull away, even if it got tied up or or close. They just had more more energy and and uh, and more tools in the shed to to just make make more of a run than Milwaukee. Uh, but I think Milwaukee's going to find some groove, and like I said in a game or two. But but I think overall, Phoenix they displayed in game one. I think what they're going to display overall in the series for me. Is that they're just they're just that just a little bit uh, one notch better, and I think that's going to make the difference. As long as now everybody has to stay healthy uh, on that four point play uh, from uh, Paul. He actually you know people were worried about his ankle, and then he he got taped up on his it looked like his um, his wrist or shoulder there on the sideline. So. Uh, everybody stays healthy, though, uh, all things being equal, I think Phoenix is just overall the better team. Um, and for me, they're the exciting story, and, and they're the team I'd root for, and that I'd love to uh, to see to see pull it out. Uh, but we'll have your, your thoughts as well, uh, you know, comments uh, soon. I'm going to figure this thing out. We're going to start having live audiences. Unfortunately, these things are still kind of played back. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and give Katie Trump a chance to come on uh, and uh, bear with us because this is going to be our first ever guest, our first time doing this, and I hope we don't fuck it up. Uh, and also, uh, let's see. Uh, Simon, how's it going? It's going good, Katie. We're here, uh, Katie Trop joining us. Uh, I know we've, I've teased her uh, on the show and told everybody about her. So here she is, Austin, Texas rapper and uh, sports fanatic. I think you all are gonna get a joy out of her, her takes. Uh, uh, first of all, how you been, Katie? And what's what's going on you with you and your world? Well, I'm, I'm doing well. Uh, just uh, taking a break from work. So <laughs> just uh, come talk to you. All right, yeah, no, I always appreciate it. Well, what what was your takeaway, your thoughts uh, after game one? Oh, I'm not shocked at all. I mean, the Phoenix Suns have by far been the best team in the NBA this year. I mean, like, they dominated the regular season. They've dominated every opponent they've faced so far in the, the playoffs. And so to watch them dominate last night was not shocking at all. I mean, they have the best chemistry on the court. They're probably the healthiest team that was coming into the playoffs besides the Bucks. But the Bucks just they're just one of the weirdest teams to watch this season. They just don't have a lot of chemistry. So they're just they're not as reliable as the Suns. Yeah. Uh, well, and each time, I mean, going back, uh, you know, like I told people on the show, we've we've known each other. We never actually met, but we've known each other all these years. And we have that kindred spirit through sports. Uh and then you're a huge Laker fan, uh, and each time I watch that, it just uh, 
it just irks me because I just think what would have happened if we would have been able to see the Chris Paul Kobe Bryant uh, uh, tandem. Uh, what 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 would have happened on that that trade that got denied? And I think the only one of those trades where they've been trying to create a super team that they've uh, that they've banned, so so that that's, yeah. that they stopped from happening. So so it's a shame we never got to see that that tandem play. And and, and what would what would have happened uh, to see Kobe and, and Chris Paul unite? Uh, that would have been some exciting seasons. Uh, yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. But, but for Chris now getting his shot, sixteen years into the league, and and he shined in his. In his uh in his debut, and as I thought, uh, uh as I said, I, I I thought Phoenix in six, and it might even be in five, but I you know they there might be a game or two there where Milwaukee keeps it close and maybe sneaks it out in the end, but and then or game three I think is going to be a tough one because of the enthusiasm there in Milwaukee and 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 what they're going to have going for them, but then Phoenix is a is a great road team. Uh, what's your uh, how do you feel about? The people are criticizing it, thinking that this was the worst case scenario for the NBA. I actually think it's one of the best case scenarios to see the smaller market teams give it a shot and to give, I think, the NBA fans uh, that root for, you know, for all teams a little bit of parity and know that, you know, their team actually has a shot instead of seeing the average, you know, the, the usual suspects in the in the finals. Yeah, I actually couldn't agree more with you. I mean, you know, I'm I'm a huge Lakers fan. So, of course, I always want to see the Lakers in the finals. But, I mean, at the end of the day, LeBron and Steph Curry have owned the finals the last 10 years. So, it is nice to actually not only see two completely out-of-left-field teams who haven't been to the finals in many, many years – but it's nice to see, like, you know, people get to be exposed to Giannis a little bit more. People get to be exposed to Chris Paul and Devin Booker. I mean, Devin Booker, nobody – if you're if you're not a pure NBA fan, you probably don't really know who Devin Booker is. But he's he's been one of the most dominant players in the league. But he just played for Phoenix, who nobody knew about because they've been at the bottom of the barrel for the last – for his entire career. So I think it's great to see this parody um in the league this year and i think this is a great matchup i i'm actually very happy to see this matchup if, it, if it's not the lakers hey at least i get to see a fun matchup between two completely out of left field teams and who i mean the suns they've never won a championship so it would be really awesome to see not only that franchise win a championship but like you said chris paul's been in the league forever and that that's about the only thing chris paul is missing from his his resume at this point yeah, and then to see uh, Booker, I mean, for somebody like Chris Paul, I mean, he chose Phoenix because of him, uh, and I don't think he's, he's bullshitting when he says it because uh, I, he, he had a, a choice. Oklahoma City was gracious enough to, you know, trade him and give him an opportunity uh, for a championship. And for some you know, when he chose there, I, I remember the day after he signed, there was highlights. That they were already on the practice court, uh, you know, uh, uh, practicing around him and him and Booker, but he says you know, Booker was one of the 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 main reasons why he chose Phoenix of of all the teams of the choices he had. So uh, that 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 just speaks speaks volumes to him. And I think Deontay uh, uh, Aiden is coming along. He's been kind of the quiet star there, just kind of doing his thing. But uh, yeah, I mean, but a talent like Booker to to get the exposure now, I I think uh, it, it's it it can't be anything negative for the league that we have a new superstar. Uh, emerging um exactly so yeah and then uh so how uh you being there in texas uh no it's football country and everything but how do they take to to basketball and how how's the atmosphere around there for 
at this time of year? Well, uh, I live in Austin, so there's tons of Spurs fans out here. And actually, it was a huge culture shock for me because, I, like I said, I'm a Lakers fan, and they've had their rivalry in the past, in the early 2000s. And so when I first started wearing my Lakers gear here, I would get a lot of hell. And I was not used to that because, you know, coming from Reno, Nevada, where there's a lot of Lakers fans out there, I wasn't used to people like, oh, I hate Kobe and getting in fights with me about the Lakers all the time. So there actually is a pretty big, pretty big basketball fan base out here, mostly Spurs fans, but I meet a lot of Houston Rockets fans and Dallas Mavericks fans too. So it's, it's, it's pretty fun pretty fun basketball atmosphere and uh longhorns fans we we all love the basketball team out here as well too yeah no and a lot of great things coming from from there that uh, they're they're a program on the rise i'm still jury's still out on what's going to happen in the college sports now with the uh name and likeness uh name image and likeness uh, stuff and and everybody it just seems they're going to be able to pick their teams as they've done the last few years i mean you see the transfer protocol every year and these teams are they're almost like professional teams now i don't i don't think the actual school matters to them but 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 overall i mean the texas longhorns have always they've kind of been on the rise and had a young team and talented team uh and uh what uh you know, what do you look for there, for there for the college season coming up? Uh, well, I'm honestly, I'm kind of upset that we don't have Shaka Smart anymore. I, I liked him, and I didn't think he really got that much of a chance. But then also, you can't blame him for wanting to go and do other things. But, I, I mean, we've got a, a nice, young, solid team. So I'm hoping that we could finally break through and actually go somewhere in the uh, the tournament. But, uh uh, that's yet to come to fruition in, in the last, like, I think the last time we, we even did well in the tournament that was when we had Kevin Durant, which was <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah, no, but, uh, yeah, definitely. There's a lot of great memory when, uh, when I was at Fort Hood, I mean, with, uh, Austin 45 minutes away. Uh, I mean, I got to see the football team when they had, uh, Priest Holmes and, and Ricky Williams. And, uh, oh, yeah. and they had they had a good basketball team at the time, but uh, it was it was at that time in the in the nineties was a uh, it was just football was the dominant it, it, they were just football country more than uh, anything. I don't think they they invested much in their basketball program, but uh, but they you know they were a, a young and and fast and exciting. They played they played a fast pace. I forgot who the coach was back then, but uh, I, I liked the pace of the game and, and the excitement of, of the games. They were always uh, in kind of some some shootouts there. Uh, and about, of course, playing in the Big 12 at that time with uh, Kansas, and uh, Kansas was kind of the superstar team, at, uh, in, in, and it was kind of Kansas and everybody else back then. But and you know, it's 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 great to always know that that Texas has has among the 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 biggest sports fans and, and the most knowledgeable sports fans. Uh, had a lot of great times and great memories there, as far as sports is concerned, uh, in Texas and overall. Uh, so tell uh, the crowd, uh, our audience, a little bit about yourself. I kind of told them a, bit, a little bit about your background, but uh, you're also you, you're uh, you're still rapping there in the area. And how's that scene going? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, of course, like 2020, there wasn't really much going on. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I've been uh, rapping for since uh, 2010 was when I released my first album. I've got uh, just released a, a new collab album with my uh, my label mate Lex. Uh, the album's called Concrete Sessions, Volume 1. We just released that on May 21st. 
Uh, so yeah, you can check me out on uh, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, YouTube. If you just Google Katie Trop, uh, Trop is spelled T-R-O-P-P. You'll you'll find me out there. Um, but uh, but yeah, the, as far as sports go, I'm just a straight up sports fan. I love love watching sports. You can pretty much I, I'm pretty much always watching sports if, when it's on, and if it's not on, I'm usually like. Right before I got on the phone with you, I was watching The Herd with Cal- Colin Cowherd, or we watch an NFL network. So I, I'm just a huge sports fan as far as my favorite teams go. Uh, Dallas Cowboys are my, my NFL team. San Francisco Giants are my baseball team. Lakers are my basketball team. And uh, Longhorns are my college team. Um, I do enjoy watching uh, boxing and uh, UFC as well. So uh, just a huge sports fan in general. Yeah, I always have. As I told the audience, uh, the one thing, uh, and we've never actually met after all these years. It's crazy. I, I know when we uh, do meet, it, it's not going to feel like like we we're seeing each other for the first time. Mm-hmm. But I've always told people uh, the thing about you is how, how you were from day one and your opinions, your thoughts. Uh, you, you've never changed. It's 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 who you are, and too many people aren't like that. Uh, they change faces uh, too often, and you. I mean, how, how you know you've been real the whole time, and then that's that's what uh, I appreciate in your music too, because you could see that, and then you can sort of, um, to me, I've always felt that through your music, sort of explains how you are, who you are, and 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 what kind of shaped you sometimes, uh, and uh, you know that's what I've always loved to see real people. There's just it's it, it's been awesome because you've you've never there's nothing fake about you. Everything that that has been from day one has, has, has always stayed the same. So, so I've always uh, appreciated that, that from you. Um, you're, you're, uh, you, you say, you know, the huge sports fan, what you've seen, uh, what do you feel about everything going on with ESPN and the, uh, you, the, the Rachel Nichols hot water, uh, with the Maria Taylor rivalry, uh, your thoughts on that? Oh, I mean, honestly, I, I haven't really watched like ESPN in a while other than just like when they have sports on just because I think they're kind of like a they're just a boring network. They they started focusing too much on politics for me and I, I don't really care for that. I really just care to hear uh, sports. But as far as like between Rachel Nichols and Maria Taylor, like if you're asking me who I'd rather watch, well, I'd much rather watch Maria Taylor because she's really hot so, so as far as looking at the two of them i'd much rather hear her speak and uh she's a lot more knowledgeable i've never really cared for rachel nichols so i mean i didn't really look too much into what uh was going on there but i mean if you're gonna make me choose between the two of them, i'm just gonna choose Maria taylor because she's hot so <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> that's my opinion <laughs> Yeah, so well, it's, it, so it's coming out now. It, it was like over a year ago, actually, during the NBA Finals of last season. She was caught on audio. She somehow the camera, the ESPN camera, was on in her room, and she was talking with a guy that's uh, a writer, but he's a uh, kind of a spokes or uh, a uh, advisor to LeBron James. She's on the phone mm-hmm. with him, and the recording. Uh, she's kind of a expo- you know, and she's she's a person that Ra- Rachel has supposedly stood up for the Black Lives Matter and 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 the Me Too movements all that, but she's saying there because they were giving Maria Taylor more airtime on the on the jump and then on the sidelines of the NBA games, and she was like saying, hey, look, I appreciate. She's pretty much saying that like, she's not going to get an opportunity through me. Uh, she can go find it somewhere else. I'm not going to give up my spot for her. 
she pretty much sounded like a starting quarterback that didn't want to give up her reins to to the backup. And then and then that representative, that guy. In fact, uh, we haven't gotten LeBron James's feedback, but but to have somebody represent him that sits there saying how he's he's just so tired and and after every week it's the Me Too this or Black Lives Matters and he doesn't know what movement's going on from one week to the next. And then Rachel's pretty much. Uh, saying you know a lot of people see it as as okay you know you, you support opportunities for the diversity but but her comments there made it seem like she really behind the scenes didn't as, as far as uh you know but so it's a little controversy there and then one the the only espn uh employee that got in trouble was the one that that uh was able that noticed the audio and then recorded it and then sent it to maria tater to let her know uh that rachel was talking some shit and then this whole thing came out is coming out a year later so to apologize a year later only because you got found out is always pisses me off it's just why why sit there and uh, i mean it should have already have been addressed and that that's something that to me if something happened if something gets uh brought out in my life that happened a year ago if i haven't acknowledged and, and apologized or or made amends for it by then and i'm doing it only because now the the spotlights on me then then that just means i it's it's not a meaningful apology uh anything it's something i just hoped i would have never been exposed and found out about so so that that's what it is it seems uh they're kind of now in the that kind of fight over uh you know their job now and, and it looks like espn is sort of pushing rachel away but then rachel's married to a, a network executive so that that's sort of what you don't you know i went to journalism school and you sit there and you're like, well, I'm going to end up on ESPN one day and, and, or something, you know. And, and then you start to realize uh, all these connections and inner circles that are within the media and, and broadcasting. And then it's almost discouraging where, you know, you start to think, do I, do I even have a, have a chance? But, but then you just go from there and you try and make a name for yourself and see what opportunities open up as, as time goes. But, but to, it's just kind of in-house fighting there and, and it's being exposed a year later, but everybody's acting like it's brand new. And now Rachel's got the apologetic uh, uh, stance and uh, I think marketing move now on, on her part. So, so that that's, what's going on. If for anybody that didn't, hasn't followed that or doesn't know the, the uh, situation. Um, so you Dallas Cowboys fan, how, well, how's your, what's your prospects uh, this season? Now, if I finally uh, an off season, 17 game schedule, that's going to be a little different. Uh, how are you feeling about the uh, football season in your Cowboys? Oh, well, right now, I already know everybody's going to be like, oh, she sounds like the delusional Cowboys fan. But I am so excited for this upcoming season because the great thing about this offseason with the Cowboys is there's been no drama. They've all just gone to the OTAs. They're all getting ready for the season. It's looking like Dak's getting healthy. Zeke's coming out strong. We got Micah Parsons drafted. We're working on the defense. So, and our division is is probably going to be pretty weak. So, I'm totally looking forward to this season because I think the Cowboys are actually going to be really good. And, and I know I sound like the deluded Cowboys fan because we always think they're going to be good every year. But no, I am so looking forward to this season because no drama equals. They're just all focused on football right now, and that's what I want to see. Everybody's focused on football. There's no no Zeke is in Cabo this year. There's no no more contract disputes with Dak. We've got a coach who's who's not Jason Garrett, where everybody's talking about him and what's going to happen with him. And 
so far it's been a very just all about football off season for the Cowboys. So I am definitely, definitely, definitely excited about the Cowboys. Yeah, it's one of those things. The Cowboys every year, like you know, there's Cowboy fans here, and I was just talking to one the other day that you know every year on paper you look at the team and you're like, all right, we should be pretty good this year, and and every year they just seem to disappoint, especially you know recent years. But uh, yeah, and I think I actually think you know a lot of people don't like the uh, that they're on hard knocks and in the exposure, but I think when you have an experienced team and a team that can handle that, it's actually a good thing to kind of break up the the normal boredom uh, in camp. What do you feel about the twenty four the that uh, the hard knocks? I think it's perfect. I mean, A, it's the Cowboys. I mean, they are America's team for a reason. They are the number one brand for a reason. So, of course, from the perspective of the Hard Knocks show itself, it's going to bring in ratings regardless. And and they are an interesting team this year. I mean, like, like I said, Dak's coming off of the injury. Uh, Zeke's coming off of a crappy season. So it's like, what's he going to do? Then we drafted Micah Parsons, which I, I was super excited about. I really wanted – uh, the cornerback, uh, oh my God, I can't remember his name. He's the junior. Um, he went to Denver. Yeah, yeah, Sam. Uh, Sam, yeah, I, yeah, I wanted him, but I, I didn't really think he was going to fall to us. But Micah Parsons, I think, is a huge game changer. I think he's just, I think he's going to do wonders for the defense, in my opinion. Just the way he plays linebacker, he's like an all around linebacker. So to see what he's going to do. With Demarcus Lawrence, I'm pretty excited to see see that, and I think he's probably going to bring that extra element to Hard Knocks that 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 the producers are probably going to really like. So I'm sure everybody's thinking, "Oh, it's the Cowboys, it's a distraction," but it's like, I mean, it's it's the Cowboys; they're used to this shit at this point. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I think it's been an exciting season with the finally, at least for you know me being a Carolina Panthers fan, to finally have an off season where Matt Rule can kind of implement what he's trying to do. You know, a lot of people, a lot of teams got a lot of shit because they didn't, uh, and people don't realize when there's a new coaching staff and new new personnel. And last season was just the most awkward with uh, no off season. And they were just kind of, you know, playing it by ear uh, every day. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think everybody's exciting to have, I mean, they're excited about the off season and the OTAs and everything like that because we didn't have that last year. So, uh, you know, and, and obviously this is a football country. So it's just uh, as much as we're into the NBA finals and everything, <laughs> we can still talk football anytime. Uh, so exactly. Go, uh, yeah. So going back to the NBA, what, what's your prediction? Do you think uh, Phoenix in five, six sweep? or? Uh, I think Phoenix in five. And I think even giving them five is like giving them that, that the Bucks that one game is like even being generous because – that I, I really don't really believe in, in the Bucks that much. So I think, and like I said, Phoenix's chemistry is just beautiful. They're they're playing so great. I mean, even without Chris Paul in the court, they they look good without him. So uh, I think Phoenix in five, easy five. All right, all right, Katie. I'm up against the clock. It's a low budget show right now, so I I, I, got, <laughs> I got half an hour for it. So, but no, I appreciate your time, and definitely we're gonna have Katie drop as much as possible and. And uh, you all got uh, a glimpse now of what she's capable of, and you guys got your introduction to her. So, so stay tuned for more for her from Exposure, uh, and and I'm gonna be there to support her and her music and 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 her thoughts, any words she ever has to say. Uh, you know, I'm always uh, there. I'm a, a big sports fan, and I'm a big fan of people. And one of the people's, you know, Katie Trop. I mean, I've you know, it's been years, Katie, and I'm not just saying that because you're on here. I've, I've, you know, it's just how. 
I've always felt about you. So, so it's definitely hope I wish you nothing but the best. And then I'll have you on again, again sometime and I'll give you a, as quick notice as possible. Sometimes I get pretty, uh, spontaneous on these and like, Oh, I'm going to do a show. So, so that's why I reached out, I think yesterday, last minute and everything. on a show that ended up having technical difficulties. I played it back and, uh, the sound cut off for some reason. And then I wasn't able to publish it. So, uh, lucky, uh, so I'm hoping everything's everything's looking good right now. So, so yeah. So everybody got their introduction, and it's, uh, Katie, th thanks a lot for joining us uh, on the Sports View, and I look forward to having you in future episodes. Thank you. I appreciate you having me, and I definitely look forward to being on again. All right. Your time. Bye. Right. Yeah, thanks. Time. thanks. Bye. 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 All right. That was Katie Trapp. Uh, your introduction to her, as I told you. Uh, I think you're going to love her knowledge whenever we have her on. And I'm going to have other people on and, and other sports figures and do some interviews with, you know, connections that I have, I think, with fighters and and the sports personalities. Uh, join us uh, Friday uh, for the next episode. Uh, I'll be posting times and, and advertising a little more uh, once I kind of settle down, settle in and, and get this thing uh, pretty consistent. But uh, thank you again for watching and, and for tuning in. Until next time, for Sports View, this is Simon Rukaba.